praise the Lord. I want to welcome you to Repent America. Uh, today, we are actually doing the recording in-house. And when I say in-house, we are doing it with the Blessed Pastors in Delaware. Uh, so we have been able to travel to different states week to week. And today, as the Lord leads, we are coming back home in Delaware to discuss this with our pastors here. The topic that was posted on Tuesday was basically the Lord is calling us to action. Action that the grace that we receive from the Lord, that we will take that into action. We will use that to do something for the Lord. Because there are a lot of Christians today out there who basically receives the grace of the Lord and then they just sit on it. The question is, we know that when the Lord went to cross, he performed a big sacrifice on every Christian, everybody on behalf of the world. So how then do we just get this message and sit on it? The good news is that we have Elijah the Tishbite, Elijah the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord. Elijah, the one promised in the book of Malachi, Malachi 4, verse 5 through 6. And it's so powerful that he has brought the gospel in a way defined that nobody has ever, and I mean has ever, taught the gospel like the way Elijah does. He has given us the insight through the help of the Holy Spirit. And we just want to thank the Lord so much for helping us. And we want to thank you, Lord, for sending us Elijah. Repent, America. We are here today, as I've already mentioned, with the blessed pastors. And I don't want to give up their names. I'm just going to ask them to introduce themselves before we kick on. So, um, you know, I'm so blessed that the Lord has raised these powerful anointed pastors in Delaware. And I just wanted to ask you, there are two, I wanted to ask you to introduce yourself to the audience out there so that whoever at all is listening will know that, yes, the Lord truly has spoken about call to action and why each and every one of us should, after we have received the grace, should pick up our cross daily and also lead other people, other people who are still in darkness to the light, that we ourselves will shine as light. We ourselves will be like the salt to the world. So please go ahead and introduce yourselves. Amen. And then, how about you? Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Hannah from Delaware Altar, USA. I thank 
thank the Lord for allowing us and making this opportunity for me, for me and Blessed Pastor Hope to come before you and to speak, um, to help understand more and more into fellowship with Blessed Senior Pastor Peter John of Delaware Altar USA on this great and tremendous teaching of the Lord of what we are to do after we receive the grace. Hallelujah. Thank you so much again. That is powerful and powerful. So thank you so much again for agreeing to do this. I know that it is not easy, you know, with our schedule and in terms of the vineyard of the Lord. So for us to come together today, you know, to actually serve the Lord this way is very powerful. So I want to thank you. And I want to just uh, say that may the Lord bless you, you know, for agreeing to come to do this uh, powerful work. So, I, as I've already mentioned, we talked about what we posted, the teaching of the Lord, the lunch hour teaching on Tuesday, was basically the Lord calling us to action. And I want to go straight into the meat of this discussion. And so, could you, any of you can decide to chip in, uh, basically, and just share with us with some of the dis- uh, examples of discipline from the Lord and what the Lord is trying to transmit to the church based on the teaching that we posted on Tuesday. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is calling for action, which is such an amazing thing because after Christ Jesus, our Lord and blessed Savior went to the cross, we are not we shouldn't be expected to, we, we weren't expected to just sit. We weren't expected to just receive salvation and say, okay, I'm done, and just wait for, for the Lord to return and to be raptured and taken home. When the Lord died on the cross, he died for me, he died for you, he died for Blessed Senior Pastor Peter John, he died for Blessed, Senior, for blessed Pastor Hope. The Lord as he, but when he left the disciples, left this earth, after he was resurrected, he promised us the Holy Spirit, that all we had to do was ask, and, it would be, and he would be given to us, and that he would be our guide, and that he would help us. This is such an amazing grace from God. And the Lord gave us this grace, this Holy Spirit, not to sit and be idle, but to go and do the works. Because there are lost sheep in the world that do not know God yet. And the Lord has tasked us to know the truth, and he, only by his mercy he has revealed the truth to us, to go out to evangelize, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, so that everybody may know the truth, and that through us we may essentially be speaking to every single group, every single age group, old men, old women, younger men, younger women, about the coming of the Messiah, about holiness, about righteousness, about the blood of Jesus and how we can prepare, and how we can prepare and complete righteousness, how we can prepare and complete holiness, and truly the most important thing, how to repent from our hearts before the Lord, how to truly repent 
to come before the Lord and to bring our heart before him and to ask for the grace, to ask God to help us in every single aspect of our life. And that this life that we are in now, when we choose to be born again, it is not our own, but of Christ Jesus who lives in us. And so when we are born again, we become instruments. We become workers in the vineyard. And the Lord will use us to produce many good fruits. Because that was the call. that was the reason the Lord sent the grace. He sent the grace that we may that through that He may produce good fruits through us, His children. Amen. Wow, that is powerful. Uh, that is that is amazing because as you discussing it, what comes into mind right now is Titus two verse eleven. Uh, and you know, if you look at it, what Titus is saying, and I'm going to read the NIV version. Uh, it says, "For the grace of God has appeared, that offers salvation to all people." You know, this is powerful. This is very powerful because what is happening here is that the Lord here went to the cross for all of us, for all people. And we know that according to the Bible, the disciples, what they went through for this particular gospel, a lot of them died bad. They were prosecuted. But they never, they never relent. They never took breaks. All they did was to glorify and do the work of the Lord. And right now, the work that they have done, the fruit, is what we are seeing. It is like a baton. You run in a relay. And they hand us this baton. The question is, are we going to slow down? Or are we going to run and run fast? So that we can also end the race very well. The question is, on that day when the Lord comes... And he said, I, he says in the book of Revelation that he comes with his reward. The question is on that day, what would you tell the Lord? Have you done your best? Have you done? Have you put in every effort to make sure that the salvation that you have received, that you have in turn transmitted that goodness to others? Because here the scripture is saying that for the grace of God has appeared that all salvation has, I mean, has offered salvation to all people. So I have news for America right now. This is not about the salvation where you take it and just sit down. So this is a call to action to all Christians out there that when we receive the grace, the grace that our Lord Jesus gave his life for, that we need to step up. And that is why we here in the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, under the leadership of Elijah, the promise in the Bible, Malachi 4, verse 5, through 6, he has instructed us that in order for you to be efficient and to be able to do this, we need to first of all come to repentance. That is why he is calling this nation for repentance. 
that when we come and repent in Christ Jesus and desist from going back to our old ways, that it becomes a process as the Holy Spirit helps us. And as the Holy Spirit helps us to execute the work of the Lord, then it becomes incumbent on every Christian now to go out there and make more disciples. Because our Lord himself said it, go out there and make more disciples, which means that our Lord Jesus Christ commissioned us to go out there and make more disciples. And you know, when you are making a disciple, you are making a disciple in the image of Christ. In the image of Christ. That is why in Luke 14, you know, the Lord turned around and asked his disciples, do you really know why you're following me? You know, that is powerful. That is love. Because the Lord wanted to make sure that the disciples or the people that were following, they weren't just crowd. They weren't just following the Lord because he was able to give them food to eat, to feed over uh, 5,000 you know, adults without talking about children. They weren't just following because they were sick and they needed to be healed, and that is it. The question was, do they really understand? That is why, and I'm paraphrasing in these scriptures, where the Lord is saying that in order to follow him, you must hate father, you must hate mother, you must hate brothers and sisters, uncles, you must hate wife, you must hate children, your children, and above all, you must hate your life. That is powerful. You know, if you hear it for the first time, and then especially in, you know, in North America, the United States, what we know is that, yes, Jesus is love. Yes, it is true, Jesus is love. And yet Jesus is telling us this, that in order to be a true disciple, let me just come clear and explain to you, repent America, I mean, in America, the reason we need all need to repent and come to the true salvation, the true Christ, I mean, the true mercy, the grace that the Lord has given to us all, is that the Lord is holy and holy and holy three times and has zero tolerance to sin. So when the Lord was asking these questions, he wasn't saying that you should hate your family. He was saying that he comes first. The Lord comes first. And once the Lord comes first, you put him first. Then you get the blessings of the Lord. And then you begin to see that there's stability in your family. You know, everybody is blessed by the Lord because everybody puts the Lord first. And when you put the Lord first, the will of the Lord is done and not the sinful flesh. So this is powerful that, you know, Pastor Hannah, you made that. And I just wanted to give uh, you a chance, uh, Pastor Hope, if you have anything to add that um amen um can we just say that some examples of discipline from the lord include um judgment he judges sin and like um senior pastor peter john has mentioned there is zero tolerance for sin so he will judge us and especially for the sin that america and just everyone does out in the open. He judges us, but it's to correct us. 
and if we find ourselves sinning, then we need to repent. And the Lord is calling us to repent every day, day and night. And we must repent for all of our sins that he is revealing to us through the teachings that happen throughout the week. There are so many sins that we all perform and just our nations perform and we must repent on behalf of ourselves, our families, our altars, and our nation so that the Lord may forgive us and that we won't, we won't be falling victim um, to the judgment. Amen. Uh, that, is, that is powerful. And I also wanted, before we move to the next question, you know, in America, we are a nation where when we are rebuked, sometimes we take personal offenses while we are being rebuked. But rebuking, if you get rebuked from the Lord, it is out of love. It is out of mercy. And you hear me when I quoted Luke 14, and I was talking about the Lord turning around and asking him, do you really know why are you following me? That was basically saying, do you really understand that if you follow me, in order to follow me, you have to leave everything? So in America, I ask you, are you prepared to put the Lord first? Because now this is a rebuke, but it is a rebuke out of love for all of us. And that any time at all the Lord rebukes us, it is because he is trying to bring correction to us, to our life. Because if you don't love people, you just let them do, continue to be in their sin. And then all they have to do is go to hell. But because of love, because of grace, not because of any good works that we have done, but because of the abundance of grace that the Lord has afforded us, he rebukes us, he corrects us. And then they say the wisdom, uh, they, they, they say that they, you know, to be wise is to have reverence and the fear of the Lord. And, you know, through that, if you are afraid of the Lord, if you fear and have reverence for the Lord, when the Lord rebukes you, you will change your ways. Change your ways and be healed. Change your ways and be blessed. Change your ways and the Lord will be with you. Thank you so much again, uh, you know, pastors, you know, Pastor Hannah and Pastor Hope, you know, for actually, you know, giving me your perspective on this particular magnificent teaching. So that leads me to uh, another question here is, why is it important for every age group, children to elders, to listen to the teaching of the Lord and receive the, this rebuke that great attention and fear? I mean, uh, receive the rebuke with great attention and fear. So uh, any of you can chip in. Um, and then tell our listeners, our audience out there, you know, basically it, it doesn't matter whether you are a child, you are an adult, you are a mid-age. Uh, when you look at Titus, you know, 2 verse 11, it basically said that the Lord, for the grace of God, uh, the Lord came, and basically I'll repeat it again, for the grace of God has come or has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So it doesn't matter your age. So talking about that, uh, so why is it important for every group to listen to the teachings of the Lord and receive this rebuke 
with great attention and fear. The Lord is expecting us to be busy and preparing for the second coming of the Messiah. He's calling us, as the um, teaching that was posted on Tuesday, he is calling us to action to receive the grace. The Lord reveals the grace to the world, and the grace was delivered in the form of Jesus. It was delivered in the form of his blood. Amen. I mean, that is powerful. Um, and then do you have anything to uh, contribute, uh, Pastor Hannah? Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord, when he rebukes us, it is very important. Well, let me start. It is very important for each age group, children to elders, to listen to the teachings of the Lord. Because... From this generation, we are the most wicked generation. Yesterday we learned how in Judah, they had rebelled against the Lord openly. Their sin was worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah. And yet, our, this generation, here and now, we are worse than Judah. So we, if this generation is worse than Judah, we are worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, and we know the judgment that happens onto Sodom and Gomorrah for their sin. What great fear, what great sin must be in this generation. We have to prepare, and this starts in the youth. It starts in the youth. It starts from a young age. Because in this present generation, we face situations where parents try to rebuke their children, rebuke their children out of love, because that is what the Lord tells us to do. And yet, their children are threatening their parents to call the police, saying, spank, saying if you spank me, I'll call the police. If you do this, I, 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 I'll call the police. I'll call Child Protective Services or anything. And there's just, there's no discipline for the youth anymore. And it's not received. And it's not understood in this generation that we are rebuked out of love. These blessed teachings of the Lord are rebuked from God the Father constantly. Because with, without these teachings, there is... The, there's no anointing oil that's fall. The, what, what anointing is falling on us if we are not receiving the the words from God? If we're not listening from God the Father Himself, whose words are the living word and are the one the words that anoint us? Then where are we getting the anointing from? Where are we getting wisdom and to understand and to be with better? How do we know what to repent for if we are not listening to the teachings and to the rebuke of the Lord? Because the Lord is righteous. We cannot go on in our own morals. We cannot make up our own morals. The only morals that matter is what God says is right. What God says is right. What God says is wrong. 
If God says it is right, then it is righteous. Then it is good. Then that means if God says something is good, that means it is holy. If it is good to God, then that is exactly the way we are supposed to live, and that is exactly what we should do. But if the Lord says that something is wrong, we we must shy and run away from what is wrong, because what is wrong to God is sin. God hates sin. Amen. That is powerful. Um, I, I, I think that is powerful. You know, whilst you were talking about this, the scripture that came to mind is Matthew 24, verse 35. And I want to read the NIV version to our listeners. And it reads that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Why am I reading that? I'm reading it because you had mentioned why we need to listen to the words of the Lord. Literally, those words are the living word. They are the living bread. And if heaven and earth will pass away, but these words will stand, then when the Lord speaks, we need to jump up and call to action. So America, we in the ministry of repentance and holiness, we know that at this point, this is the only and true ministry in the world. Why do I say that? I say this because if you are listening out there, if you are a pastor out there from any church and you're listening to this, hear me. Hear me again. This is the only ministry where God is right now. Because this is the ministry where the cloud of Moses, the cloud of God has come and settled. This is the ministry that within even the judgment of the Lord, the coronavirus, which was prophesied by the Lord on December 1st, 2015, that we now know that every word that was spoken, we're seeing it now, the devastation across the earth. Because of the rebellion of the world to repent, because of the disobedience. You see, what I'm trying to connect here is heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will stand. Those particular words did not fall to the ground. It went to do the intended purpose. By saying that, yes, you refuse to repent, the Lord is now unleashing judgment. That is number one. There are pastors out there who are literally have no clue that are even cursing it, cursing this particular disease. Well, if you truly heard from God, if you hear from God truly, you will know that it was the Lord, the Lord's judgment for the world's rebellion, refusing to repent, to repent, to hear, to listen to the words of the Lord. So, and this is the ministry that only cripples are walking. Cripples are walking since we've been on lockdown. Almost every day or every other day, cripples get up to and walk. The Lord comes and say, the Lord took me to heaven and he gave me the leaves from heaven for healing, for the nation, for the healing of the nation. And then we see that cripples are being healed left and right. We see that, you know, cancers, tumors, HIV, diabetes, all these things are being blind eyes. And I say to you pastors out there, if you think I am not speaking the truth, 
If you can prove the healings that happens in your church, documented, then you can now come and question me. But right now, this is the only ministry that God is. If the cloud of God has ever visited you, then you can now, you can challenge me on this. Otherwise, we all need to repent and go back to listen to Elijah, the prophets who call down the cloud of God. And I say this because in America, you know, sometimes we are, because of sometimes just the way our culture is, we tend to basically overlook at things, especially if it is not in this country. We tend to basically dismiss it. But these are very well documented stuff out there. I want to give you examples. You know, in York, Pennsylvania, a young lady called Meredith, Sister Meredith, was shot many times, almost to the point of death. The Lord decreed healing. She is healed. This is in the United States, Pennsylvania. You could just Google it, the shooting at York, Pennsylvania, and you will see the news, the local news and newspapers discussing that. Healed under the authority of Elijah. I want to also go and say the other healed is in Colorado, the state of Colorado. A senior pastor in this glorious ministry called uh, Pastor Bill Bowen. He got healed with hepatitis B. You know it. Hepatitis has no cure. But the power of the blood of Jesus healed him. And they are United States medical trained doctors out there who says this is a miracle. This is just few in our own country. So yes, when I make the point by saying that this is the only ministry where God is, it means that I'm trying to call an attention to all Christians out there that we all need to surrender. We need to repent and come to Elijah to take instructions because the Lord promised that in the last day, I will send Elijah who will come, and I'm paraphrasing here, who will come and turn the hearts of the children to their parents or fathers and then that of the fathers to the children. And he says, or else I will come and basically judge the world. The Messiah is coming. Elijah is here to prepare us the holy way. Repent, repent, and turn away from sin. And prepare the holy way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. I want to thank you so much again, blessed pastors, for this powerful discussion. And I wanted to continue uh, to ask a question. You know, how has the Lord enabled us to fulfill the expectation that he has for us after we receive the grace and are truly born again Christians? Uh, you can go for it. Whichever I thought, choose, which of you choose to go, you can. fulfill the expectation he has given us to receive the grace and to truly be born again. I would like to say that this has been 
a gift to mankind in the form of free will. He has truly given us the power to separate ourselves from anything impure or any sins of the world and to truly make, like, let everybody make their decisions to make every effort to prepare and to just walk away from all sin. Because in the teaching it is said that no sin will be lifted to heaven. So that is why we all must make decisions every day to walk away from sin, say no to sin, and to say yes to repentance, and say yes to walk down this narrow highway of holiness, and then to say yes to the grace. Wow, that is powerful. I wanted to, you mentioned something I wanted to chip in before Pastor Hope. Uh, I mean, Pastor Hannah, you come on if you have something to say. But what I wanted to mention was uh, read a scripture, Isaiah 35. And I want to start from verse 8. And it says, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. The wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. Why did I read this scripture? Because you mentioned the Lord is calling on us to say no to sin. And to say yes to holiness, to say no to any form of ungodliness, and to say yes to the ways of the Lord. And the Lord has delivered us through the mighty blood of Jesus. Because the blood of Jesus, America, is there for you to avoid sin, to shun sin, not to go back to sin. Because if you keep on sinning after you have received this grace, after you have received this blessing, then what are you saying? The blood is not powerful for you enough? Are you then the danger is that as you go back to sin and continue to sin, then you are trampling on the blood. And that is terrible because there is no other way than hell. So that is why I read the scripture, Isaiah 35, verse 8 through 9. Because the Lord is promising us here in the scriptures that I, I read. Saying that the power unto man is on this way. The way of holiness. The way of righteousness. Because the Lord is saying that there will, no be, there will not be any unclean. The unclean will not generate on it. Pastor Hope said, yes, every sin will be left here. When the rapture happens, no sin enters heaven. And if you go back and look at that particular scripture that I just read in Isaiah 35 verse 8 through 9, it is also telling us that no lion or beast will journey on this road. So which means that as a Christian, when you are living a holy and a righteous life, the devil is afraid of you. So the only way to defeat the devil is in holiness, is in righteousness. Because the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar and cannot stand that. So when you are on your way, the way of the Lord, 
Because our Lord is holy. Our God is holy, holy, holy. And he has not changed. The ancient God of Israel is holy, was holy yesterday, holy today, and holy tomorrow. So this is a call to action to all of us out there as Christians, especially we as Americans, that we can literally, literally shun sin if you go and meditate on this scripture, Isaiah 35, verse 8 through 9. Meditate and pray because we already stated in Matthew 24, verse 35, that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will stand. These are the true words of God. So if you follow this, you will be holy. You will be righteous. And the other thing is that remember the Lord has sent us the Holy Spirit to help us through this. And in America, the other thing I notice is that we are, I don't know, maybe is it because of technology or what? When we want something, we want it right now. But we have forgotten that this is a process. It's a process. You have to start from basically zero and begin to build your way. You know, in Hebrews 12, verse 14 says that make every effort to be holy. Every effort. It's a process. But you have to be holy. You have to be holy. And then when you do that and ask, because God will always lead you to holiness. The devil leads you to ungodly stuff. So when you sit and pray, and ask the mighty Holy Spirit to help you to be holy. Surely indeed, he will help you. Because his word says that he was sent to help us. And I want to thank you guys. Uh, did you have anything to add, uh, Pastor Hannah? Uh, yeah, I would just like to um, add in Titus chapter 2, verse 12. And it says, It teaches us to say no to ungodliness, and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. This is talking to a generation that does not like rebuke. If we want to enter the kingdom of God, if we want to enter the kingdom of heaven, we must be self-controlled. We must live upright and godly lives. How are we going to do that? How are we supposed to meet this expectation? Well, the Lord has given us the resources, more, more, so many resources, and to do this. He's given us his word, which is pure instruction. Like Blessed Senior Pastor Peter John said, his word is a living word. It does not pass away. It is the same today. It is the same tomorrow. The ancient God of Israel is the same hundreds of thousands of years ago, and he will be the same God in the future. Hundreds of thousands, millions of years from now, the same God with the same holy, holy, holy. And he sends us his Holy Spirit, because only by the Holy Spirit can we have self-control. Only by the Holy Spirit can we live upright and godly lives. The Lord is giving us this expectation. He is expecting us to live a certain way once he gives us the resources. 
And he has given us a key resource. He's given us himself. He sent his one and only begotten son to die on the cross for us so that through him we may have eternal life. Through him we may have salvation. And that leads me to Titus chapter 2, verse 14. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. He came when Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior came. He came to deliver us from sin. He came to deliver us from the evil one. The Lord now carves off a special people that will enter the eternal state. Everything in the fullness of mankind, oceans, trees, heaven, everything except God himself was created for Jesus Christ. And then we come to verse 13, and then if we go to verse 13 of Titus chapter 2, it says, While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of, our of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. The appearing in verse 13 is when he comes back for the faithful, those who have been faithful and repentant and in holiness. How do we prepare in holiness? By the grace of God that he has sent. This is that call of, to action. He is calling us to action that he has delivered us. His, board, his, his blood has been poured for us to receive. The gift of repentance has been given. The Holy Spirit is in us as long as we ask, as long as we remain in holiness and righteousness in the Lord. He is with us. The Lord will not abandon us. He has given us the resources we need to prepare for to prepare while we wait for the sec, for the for him to come for the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. He has delivered us. So he has given us the resources that we need. This is why the Lord has these expectations because he's told us what we need to do time and time again that we may be holy and righteous in Christ Jesus our Lord and blessed Savior. Amen. Amen. That is powerful. I mean, that is powerful because you have used you know, Titus to, you know, verse 14 and then verse uh, 13. And I think it is very important because if you remember, this particular question is about talking about to be also being true, to be born again properly. Because a lot of Christians out there, if you ask them, are you born again? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. But when I look at your life, I don't see anything that shows that you are born again because you're still in the world. You're still doing the ungodly stuff in sexual sin, sexual immorality, malice, deception, lies, corruption. You know, how can you be born again and be that way? How can you be truly born again and still live that life? Because we have said that the blood of Jesus is to sanctify us sanctify us, cleanse us. So how can you be clean and go back and soil yourself? So yes, these are what the Lord is saying, that we have to be holy and holy and holy for your God is holy. And that, you know, as the blessed, you know, Pastor Hiana mentioned, you know, in Titus uh, 13, 2 verse 13 and then verse 14. You know, the Lord is coming back. And when he comes back, 
is coming for his holy people. So the question I have for you, America, is that are you ready for the coming of the Messiah? Are you truly born again? Because no sin will enter heaven. So if you ask, if you say that yes, you are born again and still you are in sin, then you have to re-examine your life. You need to look for an altar in the ministry of repentance and holiness. Because like I mentioned, that is the only place where God is right now. That is the only place where the cloud of God has come to settle. That is the only place where HIV AIDS is being healed. That is the only place where cancers and tumors are being dissolved. That is the only place where the blind sees. That is the only place where the deaf can hear. That is the only place where the paralytic can walk. This is the place. There's no other place. So, America, if you go to the World Wide Web, www repent and prepare the way.org in other words dot org that is the lord's website you will be able to see all these things that have mentioned don't take my words go there these are documented doctors come in to verify that this is not like you know those fake churches out there where they push people down and said the holy spirit has pushed you down you know what a rebuke how can you how can you, as a Christian, out there call yourself a Christian and grieve the Holy Spirit this way? This is abomination. We need to do better because our eternity is very important. And I would use this also opportunity to speak out there to the sheep of Christ out there. If you are in a church that doesn't teach holiness, that doesn't teach righteousness, that doesn't teach zero tolerance to sin, you need to get out. You need to look for a church in the ministry of repentance and holiness in the United States. If you go to repentusa.net, that is the altar. I mean, that is the website of the ministry of repentance and holiness in the USA. On that particular website, there is a page called Pastors and Altars across the United States, you will be able to look at your area and search for a pastor and reach out to them. They will organize for your baptism and then bring you in the right way and disciple you so that you can begin your journey for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Nobody knows the day or the hour. So we all have to what? Be in haste and preparing as if the rapture will happen right now. Because if the rapture was to happen right now, it is irreversible. It is irreversible. So you still have the window of opportunity whilst the Lord is asking us to repent. Because this grace that has been given to the church right now will soon be shut down. The question is, America, are you receiving that? I would urge you to run, to run to these websites and then pick a phone, send a message, talk to a pastor. And repent. And then you can begin your journey with Christ. Do not let your pastor lead you to hell. Because eternity, salvation, and then the journey to eternity is an individual thing. That is an individual thing. All of us, all of us will stand 
individual separately. So that's why the Lord said, you know, in Luke 14, you know, starting from verse 25 thereabout, he is talking to them that you must hate father, mother, and all those things because you do not let any of them lead you to hell. Your eternity is very important. Similarly, I make the call to the sheep. Do not let your pastor lead you to hell. Get out. Get out before it's too late. Thank you so much again. Um, I wanted to uh, continue with our discussion. And the question I have is, so if in Hebrews 9, verse 27 through 28, the Lord warns us, to prepare for the second coming of the Messiah. How can we then prepare, focus on heaven and Jesus Christ, that we may be with, I mean, that we may be with him eternally? Uh, any of you can uh, go ahead. If you... Hallelujah. As we start, I'd like to first read Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 to 28. Amen. Amen. So, verse 27 says, Just as people are destined to die once, and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. That's and powerful. Go ahead. That's powerful. So, my question is, if the Lord warns us to prepare for the second coming of the Messiah, how can we prepare focused on heaven? Well, for starters, it's not the way the present-day church is doing it, especially in America. The present-day church is acting like the first Cal Calvary was not enough, and as though they are waiting for a second, a second crucifixion, another, sa another sacrifice um, for Jesus to come and be mocked and persecuted and just disrespected all over again. No, no. No, no. The Lord, he came once and for all to redeem us. He came once to take away the sins of many, many, many meaning all creation. All of creation, everything under the sun the Lord came to die for. The Lord, when he comes back, he is not coming as a baby in the major that the present day church has depicted Jesus Christ to come as. The Lord is not coming back as a baby in the major. He is coming back as a righteous judge. And he is not coming for the church that is focused on the world, that is horizontally focused. No. He is not coming for the church that is focused on sexual sin, their sports on Sundays. They're not. The Lord is not coming back for the people that do not... that claim they do not have time to worship. They do not have time to go to church. They do not have time to spend time with God, but they have time to go watch their football game for six hours. The Lord's not coming back for that church. 
The Lord is coming back for those who are vertically focused on heaven. The Lord is coming back for the church that is preparing for him. He is, that is preparing so that when he comes, we are prepared because not a single sin will leave the ground. So we must prepare. And as before, the grace, the Lord has given us the grace to prepare. He came and took away your debt. He took away your sin. You owed God. We owed God death. For the wages of sin is death. We owed God death. Christ the Lord came and took away our sin. He was the substitute death, making us debt free. The mediator between us and God so that we may once again have that relationship with God. The fellowship with God that we once had in the Garden of Eden. Before man fell. Meaning... Once we understand that God is coming to take us with him, that we may be with him, this means there is appearing before the Lord, meaning we need to prepare now, because the rapture is irreversible. Once it happens, it happens. We're, and it's over, and it, it is irreversible. Things will never be the same. So we must prepare now. And I want to go to 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, starting from verse 16. And it says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will be with the Lord forever. So if we have this glorious thing, this glorious glory, to be with the Lord forever, to not be separated from God ever again, and to not have pain, no more death, no more dying in wickedness, no more sexual sin, no more immorality, no more lies, no more greed, selfishness, why would you not want to prepare? Why would you not choose now? Because now is the only opportunity. The Lord has opened up his window of opportunity. Receive his grace. Be born again. Please, go to the website. Go to the pastors and altars page. Find an altar near you. Repent. Be baptized properly. The Lord is coming for those who are truly born again in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. When, God turned, when Jesus turned around and asked, do you really know what it means to be my disciple? He was asking, do you really understand what, you would, what you're about to give up in this world so that you can have eternity? Are you prepared to give that up? And that is a choice. You have to do a self-audit because you cannot serve two masters. The Lord tells us you cannot serve money and God. You have to choose. Today you need to choose. Are you going to prepare for the coming of the Messiah so that you are the people that the Lord is taking in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 17? That we may meet the Lord in the air so that we will be with him forever? Or are you going to choose to be left behind in the great tribulation? Because the Lord has come. 
He came when he came, he came to destroy the works of the devil and all of us. He came to destroy the wickedness and to take away the sin of many. So as this now that we have this grace, we must use it to prepare while the opportunity is here. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. Uh, Pastor Hope, uh, do you have uh, anything to add to that? Um, amen. Um, yes. I took note of the theme in Revelation that the Lord has said that blessed are those who wash their robes. This is yet again another resource um, like Pastor Hannah was referring to that the Lord has given us the opportunity to purify ourselves, to make ourselves righteous through Him, through the Holy Spirit, by calling on Him and repenting before Him. We must wash our robes to be pure, white, and to be... And then we must make our garments just pure. And then we can do this um, with the, um, the action of repentance. Repenting in sackcloth and ashes. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much again. Uh, you know, what a powerful discussion. You know, I wanted to read these scriptures because uh, we keep going back to it. Uh, Luke 14 I'm going to start from verse 25 uh, through, um, through 35. But I think I'm going to emphasize on verse 28. So large crowds were traveling. I'm reading the NIV version. And that's Luke 14, starting from verse 25. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus. And turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Verse 27, And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Wow. And he went ahead to make a case. He said, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. Saying the person began to build and hasn't and, and wasn't able to finish. Verse 31 is also another one I wanted to emphasize. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Wouldn't, the first, wouldn't, wouldn't you first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciple. This is blunted, like it's blunt right here, what the Lord is saying. 
I'm going to stop here uh, and then, you know, just emphasize on uh, verse and, and, and emphasize on uh, verse 31, uh, basically 28 and 31. Why am I saying that? So today, and I'm speaking to the Christians out there, America, you receive the salvation of God. And yet you are not walking righteous. You're not walking holy. And your God, our God says he's holy. The Lord is using these parables in this instance. What is happening is that if you do not prepare, if you don't know even what you're going into, and you don't understand it very well, people will laugh at you. In other words, if you are out there wallowing in sin, when the Messiah comes, you will not go anywhere. He's going to take his holy elect. And the people out there who are already in wickedness, the non-Christians and all that, they will laugh at you. They will laugh at you, the pastors, you, the Christians. Because they agreed that they weren't with Christ in the first place. You said you were with Christ, but yet you were not with Christ. You see, they will laugh at you. And that's what the Lord was saying, that if you are building a tower, won't you make sure you know how much it costs and the materials? Because if you just start the foundation and you don't finish it, they will laugh at you. Similarly, if you are going to war and you have 10,000 men, against a king that has 20,000 men, and you know you're not going to win, wouldn't you set up the terms of condition so that for peace, otherwise you will be defeated. I have news for you, America. Jesus Christ is the king that is coming with 20,000 men in this instance. And you have 10,000 men. So you're not going to win. So this is the right time to negotiate for terms of peace and follow him. And his terms of peace is repent, repent, repent. Be holy, be righteous, for the Lord is holy. Thank you so much. I wanted to you know, bring this in as the spirit of the Lord leads. Um, I wanted to make sure, uh, I, I want to ask you because today as we're talking about this particular uh, teaching is or the, the, the discussion is in-house. So I wanted to go ahead and basically leave some information. So if you are in Delaware, out there, or in a state in the United States, my name is Pastor Peter John from the Delaware Altar and I'm here with Blessed Pastor Hope and Pastor Hannah. And if you wanted to reach us, if you were listening to this and you wanted to reach us, you can reach us at www.repentandpreparetheway.org. That is the Lord's website. Or within the United States, you can go to repentusa.net. You would see the altars part, the, the page called Altars and Pastors page, where you can get the information. You'll be able to find our information. Or you can actually call my number, which is 302-401-9523. And we are here 
working in the vineyard of the Lord. So if you call us and leave a message, I will surely or we will surely return your message. And this is a place where, you know, we are not here for the world. It is about your eternity. Now, did you, uh, Pastor Hope and Pastor Hannah, did you have anything to add to that before we lead people to salvation? Amen. I thank the Lord for allowing us to be able to speak, to be able to fellowship, and to really dive deep into what does it truly mean to receive the grace of the Lord and how we can um, responsibly move forward in holiness and righteousness with this great responsibility that the Lord has laid before his people. So I thank the Lord very much. Amen. And how about you, Pastor Hope? Amen. I also give all the praise and glory to the Lord for allowing us to speak to America. And I hope that the Holy Spirit was able to visit each of you as you listen to this podcast to fully understand this message. And I pray that anyone out there with questions can please reach out to anyone in this ministry. And especially if you're in Delaware, please reach out to us here in Delaware. Amen. Amen. That is powerful. So for everybody that is listening, you know, these are the oracles of the Lord, very powerful. Uh, you know, we talk about being holy, being righteous, zero tolerance to sin. So we're just going to go ahead and lead people to the Lord if you are listening. And, you know, once you recite this particular prayer, you are born again. Do not go back to sin. And all you have to do is pick up a phone and call any of us, you know, and the phone number that I left, you can actually text it. And I guarantee you, I am here. We are here 24-7 working for the Lord. The Lord comes first. We're not just talking. We are living it. The Lord comes first. And because of that, we have seen the grace of Lord. So we thank you so much again for listening to Repent America. So for those of you who want to receive the Lord, just say, Dear Jesus, my heart may be weak, but I know that your cross and blood are very strong, very mighty, and out of that cross comes the anointing of this hour, has come. The empowering strength of God. I repent of all my sins. And now I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And ask you to forgive me of all my sins and establish holiness in my life. May you write my name and keep it in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again today. Amen. So if you have recited or recited this particular prayer, you are truly born again. Do not go back to sin. Uh, reach out to any person, anybody in this glorious ministry, as I've already mentioned. 
Uh, if you're reaching out, if you are in Delaware, just text me uh, or text us. We will be able to respond to you. And just remember that we are here for you and that everything that we are discussing is because of the love for this nation and the people. Because when the Messiah comes, America must be a sheep nation and not a goat nation. I thank you so much. And then until then, I will see you again on Tuesday. God bless you. Shalom.